Matt and Chris back with you guys for another episode of Aftershocks Tremors here on the CMS Network. Chris, what's going on, man? How you doing? What is up, man? Glad to be doing this again. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been about, we, we should do them about once a month or so. I think it's been yeah. at least a month. And, uh, you know, well, the good thing about, you know, having a break in between them is, you know, it gives a whole month or so for us to collect up some more doom and gloom for our fans out there <laughs> yeah here you go friends another another miserable episode of aftershocks tremors <laughs> now although i will say i i do i believe this will not be a doom and gloom episode i like all, it to be honest with you yeah i know i mean i know you've been the one that's been trying to be optimistic i've been the one who's just been the, the debbie downer guy all the time uh but uh you know i i really I do think that we're going to start seeing in 2023 some positive things happening for rock and metal, uh, especially a lot of independent and underground artists. Sure. Just my hunch, just my hunch, and we're going to kind of um, get into it a little bit now. But just before we get into that, I know, you know, obviously a lot going on with the network. Uh, you want to fill in everyone in what's going on with, uh, you know, with the network and the shows and so forth we got going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, real quick, I mean, obviously, the, 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 you can find out everything that's going on over at CMSPN.com. That's the, the easiest way to keep up with everything that's going on. But um, we're adding some new shows, and we're, um, we've added um, two shows and a third one that will be added by the first of the year. Um, so you can check those out, and we're, we're branching out a little bit. You know, some of the shows, like, um, well, we added uh, Smoke and Talk and Roll. We added... Um, uh, the Seth Williams show, and we're going to be adding talk um, today's boondoggle. And, cool. and those are three that, you know, yet again, do not feel like the other shows, which is, which is always my goal is not to have two shows that sound the same. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're adding them. The, the Seth Williams show especially is like kind of our first, not true full, full end, not music show. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just not what they do. They do more, you know, more almost traditional talk radio type of stuff. Like, okay. you know, a little bit of a localized flavor, but a lot of issues of the day stuff, mm. you know, okay. so, so, that, and, and, and that's good. It's a, it's a piece I think that we're missing here with the, with the network. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of rock talk. I mean, you can find anything you want in rock and metal, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to branch that out a little bit. And um, so we're doing that. And um, we're adding broadcasting, like live broadcasting, every night at 9 p.m. So um, if you go to our YouTube page or our or just cmspn.com, the first first thing that loads is a big window that has you know what's coming up next. And um, basically, between nine and midnight Eastern every single night, there will be content in there. Nice. You know, there'll be two or three shows that'll be that'll be in there every single night. We're adding a talk radio station, a fifth station to the to nice. the app and to the CMS radio. Um, busy man, just busy, busy, busy. Um, obviously, for me personally, I um, I started doing uh, Chris Aiken presents live on Monday nights. I saw that, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. with um, Eric Ferentino's uh, Stephen Piercy's guitar player, we've been having a lot of fun doing that. That's mm -hmm. really been that's that has been kind of an interesting run because <laughs> Eric's never done it before, but he's, he's a, he's a personality, which is great. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, obviously with him being in that camp, we, we get some interesting pop-ins that just kind of happen because they, they know it. like Steven Piercy himself jumped in on, mm -hmm. on the show the other night and just was 
fucking with me for a little while so nice. <laughs> you know but it, it, it's fun and and i'm having i'm having a ball doing this stuff I've, I've told you this i told you this you know half hour ago man i this is what i want to do it's mm-hmm. i want to podcast and to be my full-time gig so i'm gonna attack it like a full-time gig i'm gonna give it the 70 hours a week that it needs and i'm gonna i'm gonna make it work so you know, a lot of good things going on. I mean, my bottom line is the same bottom line as when you and I started the CMS podcast network mm-hmm. before we even were doing video. Yeah. Which is, I just want a one-stop place for people that like metal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like metal, if you like rock, if you like entertainment, I guess I'm going a little bit more toward, but you want to be entertained. You don't have to go anywhere further than the CMS podcast network than CMSPN.com mm-hmm. TV, radio, podcasts video audio music videos whatever you want it is all there so yeah go there and bookmark that and get rid of all the other shit you watch absolutely yeah it's amazing how far the networks comes from you know when it was started it was about you know like you said we i was doing skull sessions you obviously doing cms for years it was it was for us to to branch away a little bit from the classic metal stuff Mm -hmm. uh and now obviously it's 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 done just that and then some and um yeah and speaking of classic metal uh yeah you know this this past weekend i i I checked out a couple of cool documentaries okay um you know talking about classic metal obviously the deal one which has been out there everyone's been talking about have you seen that one yet i have Uh, not seen it yet where where is it i don't it's on it's on showtime Oh, is I have right Showtime. Oh, well, then you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I have Showtime. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's it's it. I I, I it was great. I mean, I, I thought it was fantastic. You know, gives you it, it just you know. Obviously, I'm a huge Dio fan. He was me one too. of my my uh, original you know guys that got me into this genre was Dio. Sure. Um, and so yeah, it was great. You know, watching that. But yeah, definitely agree. I would definitely go ahead if you got that Showtime. Definitely check that out. And then I'm, I saw the Armored Saint one. It's just not out yet. I had a nice sneak preview thanks to. Our good buddy Bob Nalbandi, and I was up to see him, and um, that's another one, a really long one, about two and a half hours. Wow! I I mean, if you're an armored saint, even if you're not an armored saint, if you are, obviously, it's it's you know you're gonna love it because it just goes to every nook and cranny of the band's you know career and and everything. But even if you aren't, it's just a great story. You know, it's just so hard. Even if you're not a fan of armored saint, it's just hard not to root and like those guys, man. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and what they've done, and just as as just. They're just a band of like brothers type of band, you know. They really are, um, literally. You know, these guys have they only known each other since they were nine years old. Sure. You know, so it's just, and, and a lot of them, you know, uh, it's kind of gay, you know, they could have gone on to do bigger and better things, and they kind of didn't because, I mean, as we all know, John Bush was offered the Metallica gig, and that, right. that was back in the day, and and obviously they talk about that extensively with Headfield and, and Lars in the movie, and um. You know, just seeing that these guys sacrifice a lot just to stick together and they're still going, you know, yeah, they never made it majorly, you know, like a lot of other bands did. Obviously, they never got to even close to a level of success as Metallica. But I mean, if you if you know who they are, and you know, their music, they're they're a phenomenal live band. Oh, yeah. Um, phenomenal, uh, which is something I think. And they talk about the documentary. You know, it's one of the things about a band like that was they were never no matter how good their records were, they they're just never able to duplicate what they can do live on the records mm-hmm. i think we see a lot of bands are like that you know you sure. you go see them live you're blown away mm-hmm. you're just like wow i wish they could capture that on their records um but yeah just a great documentary you know like i said fan or not just a great story um i don't know when that's coming out like i said it was put together by a um 
a guy from the UK, Russell Sherrington. Okay. Um, I know, you know, Bob, but uh, I'll speaking to him, did a, a number of skull sessions with Russell and, uh, you know, and Gonzo and Phil, the, the brothers, okay. uh, a couple, uh, put out about, a, about two years ago. Right. So, um, you know, you could go ahead and check out the CMS network and look for that episode. They can go into a little bit more detail. But yeah, just a great, um, like I said, great uh, documentary. And, you know, it's funny just, you know, watching those videos, those documentaries, and just, you know, talking about classic metal. It's just so, you know, I always just, you know, when I, when I watch those and then I come back and I look at modern day music and how, you know, metal, and we, we've talked about this all the time, where the music industry is and everything. It's just, you know, I just can't, can't help but just be like, what the fuck happened? You know, yeah. but like I said, we're always talking doom and gloom, or at least I am. But, you know, the, <laughs> the one of the things I have, though, been able to, um discover recently i think and i think this is good news for you know independent and hard rock and metal going forward you know is what is talking about now as we've seen really since the pandemic the rise of tiktok now and i'm not talking about tiktok in terms of like you know what what you do and what other people do what we do sure. in the network in terms of promoting uh, things just to put on social media just to use this promoting a marketing tool mm -hmm. um it's actually, you know, if people, if you turn on the radio these days, which I know none of us really do, which is a good thing, uh, but it's for someone like myself who's got a daughter who's, you know, what, seven years old. Right. Who, you know, I'm trying to get her in rock and metal, but it's, it's a process, of course. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, but so she still likes the, you know, she likes the, the pop stuff. And so I do hear sometimes these songs and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Right. Where are they from? I mean, I never heard of this. I mean, I, usually we always at least hear, you know, before, you know, a lot of these artists get big, you hear about a little, you know, about them a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. But these 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 artists come out of nowhere. Next thing you know, they get a top five, you know, hit. Sure. And a lot of that's happened because of TikTok. And, and I didn't realize really until the last year or so how the music industry in general, how much they really look to TikTok now. That's the where they get their artists from. Oh, yeah. You know, you know? Mm -hmm. and it's, it's where they get their artists from. So, but the good news is that, you know the the downfall of TikTok when it comes to discovering or putting out new music is coming slowly to an end. I'm going to get into that a little bit uh, here in a second. But before we go into, I just wanted to get before we start with that, Chris. What I mean, I like I said, I know you use TikTok to promote mm -hmm. videos, and I, I do, said, and I think it's a good thing to to promote. There's no doubt. Um, but were you aware that a lot of these labels, these you know big labels, were getting their artists? And they they were finding bands strictly off of TikTok, not specifically TikTok, but socials in general. Mm -hmm. You know, I I certainly am aware that, you know, even even on our level, when we when we request bigger interviews with bands, mm -hmm. what is the first question we're asked? What are your social numbers? Mm -hmm. First question we're not not what are your download numbers? What yeah. are your social numbers? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the first thing that everybody wants to know, and and I certainly get it. You know it's i i don't i don't approve of it because it doesn't really it doesn't really present a good picture but i i mean if i had to guess and i and this is strictly a guess with no knowledge at all i would say this started with that takashi 69 okay because that was the guy that mm. he didn't have any roots in the rap game and for people mm. that don't know he's the rapper guy with the rainbow six, nine teeth and, his, yeah, yeah six face. nine tattoos rainbow teeth mm -hmm. dumb hair you know that he, he's he's a dopey rapper but he had no ties to the game he doesn't even know rap music but he he got that internet clout going 
he he was like everything he put out he would put out little one and two minute videos new new quote unquote songs and they would do a hundred million plays 200 million plays and i was like who is this fucking guy mm-hmm. and he without ever playing even a gig got himself i think a 15 million dollar contract from a record company yeah so i think he was like the the start point i again i could be wrong on that but he's he's probably the the most successful guy that has done it and you know and now everybody does it now that's that's where that's where the the labels go for for talent i know it's crazy you know and, and we know like the music business obviously especially since you know the the new way things have been since obviously you know the technology took over and uh, you know the the new millennium back in 2000 you know, they, they always, and we talk about this a lot, they continue just to hold on to their broken model, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since then, they well, the one thing they've been in love with is these gimmicks, you know, and putting on cute little Band-Aids on the attempt to fix their long-term issues, which they sure. are never able to fix. You know, everything is about short-term fixes with the, business, with the music business. Mm-hmm. That's why it's fucking horrendous right now. And, you know, obviously these dinosaur guys and, you know, gals or whatever, they refuse to really to invest the long term in fixing that model. Now, as we know, they have no interest in the end, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, you know, nurturing new music and artists. Yeah. Right. No. They, yeah. To them, it's like, yeah, we know our model's broken, but we don't care. You know, we're just going to continue to profit and we're, it's everything that's going to, you know, whatever money's lost is going to be taken out of the artist's pocket. We all know that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously they'll never, you know, they'll never, yeah, they'll never go through any sort of, you know, financial, even if it's short-term loss, uh, in order to do that, in order to nurture artists. And and, and as we see, artist development is just, yeah, you know, it doesn't, not, it doesn't exist. Which it doesn't exist. Just less good bands now than ever before. Exactly. So, exactly. So now we, we always could, you know, we've talked on, on Tremors here so many times about, you know, um, you know, just, like I said, these gimmicks. And like I said, t- today, you know, the last couple of years, it's been TikTok. Like I said, that's where they're finding music right before that. Now, before that, if we if we talk about the gimmick part, because when we start looking at when this started, you know, I, it always reminds me of, of reality TV, right? When we had American Idol. You know, remember mm-hmm. when that was, was the biggest thing in the world, right? Sure. I remember, um, I remember, I think it was around in the mid-2000s. I remember, I believe it was, I was reading an article by that guy, that Ted Joy, I always, you know, talk about this guy, the author jazz guy but he's he's phenomenal when it comes to the music business he's he's, right. he's a great writer and he was saying about he was talking about reality tv too and saying but i remember i think it was 2006 um there were nine finalists on american idol they all got record deals so sure. you, didn't have to, you didn't have to win it back then right it was just mm-hmm. and, and that was a thing and there was that whole thing with the william hung thing too you remember yeah as a goof he got a record fucking deal because yeah. he was so bad and it was just a whole once again, to turn you know music into this little gimmicky, fucking stupid shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I don't know if a lot of people understand. Now in two thousand and six, there was something else that was came out in that year, which was out of Sweden, which is Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Now, right. So now we heard nothing, obviously, of, of Spotify, probably until I, I I think Spotify, if I could recollect you know correctly, it was probably around two thousand and ten or so. Yeah when spotify really took off and started to you know take hold right mm-hmm. now and now it's obviously this huge conglomerate now now if you just think about if the music industry would have uh, back then instead of going oh let's put on another uh, you know let's put on another season of american idol 
And let's and of course now from American Idol we saw The Voice and all these other shows. You America's, know, America's Got Talent, got talent. Yeah, right? Exactly, right. So if they would have just, I mean, think of if they would have invested the same time and money, right, setting up a musical platform that pay, pay like like a Spotify that pays artists their fair share and so forth. Just think of what could have been done instead of you know the, the shit that they're continuing to focus on, yeah. which is that entertainment factor music rather than the music itself, which is what we see. Obviously, we saw off the shows, those reality shows, and what we're seeing now with TikTok, which is basically just a fucking huh. dumbed down version of a reality show, you know, put mm-hmm. into into thirty seconds on a fucking, you know, yeah, on, it's, on a, it's, a, it's it's a thirty second re- reality show with no um quality control. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's really, all it is. Yeah. So I mean, to me, I look at TikTok. It's like it's sort of like that new American Idol thing, mm-hmm. you know, or the latest American Idol, you know. Um, and this guy now, Ted Joy, he talks. He said he talked to a senior an A and R executive in a business who admitted that yeah, the majors, you know, they're going to continue to sign new artists, but they you already have to be successful now, you know. And that's the thing too, right? These TikTok artists, they're already successful before they get signed. Mm-hmm. You know that I mean, you have to be like Takashi Six Nine. I don't, you know, he wasn't just, you know, on there like me or you and just decided to put up, you know, a thirty second thing. Yeah, I mean, a guy like that worked his ass off, obviously, you know, like all these kids do, you know, um, building up their channels. You yeah. Know? So now the good thing, okay. Now the one thing about this is uh, we we can look at it and say, okay, yeah, this is a, obviously another stupid gimmick and a fucked up way to promote new music. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Would you agree? No, I I definitely agree, hundred percent. Yeah. So now, I guess, you know, looking at some of these numbers that are out there, though, now the good thing is this. The, these t- Basically, in order to be successful these days, right, you have to have, you've got to already have an audience. Like I said, they don't just sign someone based on talent. You have right. to already prove yourself to have, you know, the audience. Now, what's happening these days, I mean, obviously, too, right, TikTok's run by what? It's run by a Chinese corporate media. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't give a shit about what's going on in, in, in music and in, in different countries and so forth. Right. So if you've got that successful pop, now, I guess a lot of the, these these now TikToks supposedly I'm going to bring up something here. I'm actually just going to bring it up um, just to show everybody. OK, what's going on? All right. With okay. TikTok, because it's starting to go down. And that's a good, a very good thing, as we all know. Sure. All right. So now I'm just going to bring this is just a headline. All right. This is from Billboard. All right. All right. OK. So it says here, this is Billboard now, okay? So this is no just, you know, little little site or little magazine mm-hmm. or something, right? It says TikTok is driving fewer streams to its biggest hits, right? So the top 10 TikTok tracks now are, are not seeing the same amount of streams as they did two years ago, right? Okay. Which means it's translating. It's not good to consumption of music at this point. with pop. Now, of course, we're talking about pop music right now, but we'll get into, of course, how this is going to affect, I think, in a positive way, a lot of independent underground uh, hard rock and metal artists out there. Sure. All right. So it's there. It's basically TikTok is now peaked. Okay. The market is so saturated that what's happening is, you know, the, as we see here, streams are going down. They've been going down for the last year or so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me stop here. Oh yeah. Go ahead. And I, and I have yeah, not please. read this article. Okay. Go ahead. Do you think that it's a hundred percent that TikTok is has peaked, or do you think that it has something to do with all of the other social media platforms are now doing their own version of TikTok too. Facebook has reels and mm-hmm. YouTube has shorts mm-hmm. and um, Instagram mm-hmm. is still Instagram with, you know, two mm-hmm. and three minutes and they do what stories or 
reels yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I think, I think people don't want to have as many, as many platforms and TikTok, TikTok has the bad reputation of regardless of anything else, people are afraid to put it on their phone. People are afraid of giving yes. up their, their information, mm-hmm. you know, so they don't put it on their phone. And that, and that, that, as well as the fact of, well, I don't have to go on TikTok. I can go to YouTube and I can watch 800 YouTube shorts, you know, same, same as you would. I think that has to have some influence, doesn't it? Well, I would, but here's the thing. Now I think the YouTube shorts, that's, that's still pretty new, right? That's like brand spanking new kind of right now. I I believe, correct? It's new, but I'll tell you what it ain't. It's not small because like, sure. Mm -hmm. I'll just explain it quickly on how that, how that works just so that I can make this point. When you when you create a, a YouTube short and you upload it, you mm-hmm. have to put a hashtag in, hashtag shorts. That has okay. to be the first tag on okay. your video before you even put your description or anything. And when you do that, at least when I do that, because I have a million things on my computer for, you know, diagnostics and whatever, mm-hmm. it tells you how many sites or how many videos there are in that format and how many sites are using it. Mm-hmm or our channels are using it rather. Okay. And the number of the number of YouTube shorts, I just did one this morning is 420 billion. Wow. Okay. Billion short mm-hmm. videos that have already yeah. been posted. Mm-hmm. And the number of channels is well over a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it may be newer, but it sure as hell is not small. Well, no, and that's my thing. So what I'm getting at is I, I don't want I don't I don't want to use YouTube Shorts in this uh, situation because it's new. Sure, sure. But right. let's I, let's just take a look at Facebook. I mean, mm-hmm. Facebook Shorts. Nobody watches Facebook Shorts. Nobody. You. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, for, if no one really puts them up on Facebook, right? If they do, it's through Instagram, right? Yeah. Now Instagram. Let's be honest. With, let's look at Instagram because those have been plummeting too. I mean, that's like a known thing. I don't have the exact numbers, but I, I, I could probably get that. Um, I remember when those shorts were coming, the reels, you know, with, with yeah, Instagram, yeah. you know. Um, but let, that lasted for a little bit. That's kind of gone down. Once again, I think yeah. what, what we're seeing is, and I think YouTube shorts eventually, I think it's, I think because YouTube obviously is the biggest social media platform for music, I, mm-hmm. I believe, and just for oh, entertainment yeah. in general, right? I think we all know that. Yeah. I think with that, it's going to have, you know, it's going to have some staying power for a little while. I do. Um, I, I don't, like I said, I, I can't really predict what's going to happen, when, but I, but if you're just taking a look at TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, those shorts and those reels plummeting, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the fact that because TikTok's the biggest reel, that's the biggest short yeah, company yeah. out there. Like I guess I think YouTube obviously is not competing with it. Well, I think it's actually taking over it. And I think that could be another reason what's driving down a lot of streams and stuff as well for TikTok yeah. is because is because, like you said, the fact the fact that it's dangerous. People don't want to upload it on their phone because of all the spy stuff that's going on with it, yeah. um, where YouTube could be doing the same thing. But no one knows that yet. We're not sure um, that, that people, I think, are gravitating now towards YouTube more so than TikTok, which I'm sure is contributing uh, to what we're seeing on this article mentions. Sure. Know? I, no, w- I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, I, I I think that's probably dead on with that. I mean, it just is. Mm. It's a it's it's a different it's a different realm. And and I and let's be honest, short content has already been in the social media spectrum mm-hmm. has already proven once to be short term gain but long term disaster. And I'll mm. go back to vines. How popular were vines? Twitter vines. For mm-hmm. about a year, another one. Yep. For mm-hmm. about a year, 
Everybody was making those five second Vine videos. Everybody was doing that. Everybody was getting a good laugh. I mean, even commercial radio was doing, here's our Vines of the week. And, you know, everybody was on board with Vines. Where did that go? That was gone as quick as it came. Snapchat. Everybody loved Snapchat for a minute where Another you could one. send a send a quick a quick hitter video or whatever or a quick hitter picture or whatever and then it would disappear in what a day or an hour or whatever. I never did Snapchat, but I know it was mm. that was its catch was that it was short. It was short, it was short term. Mm. Was the last time you heard about anybody saying, "Oh, did you see that video on Snapchat?" It's been yeah. years. No, now, it's right? been years. It's been years. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is short-term content, it's quick buzz, but it does not, it, it's it doesn't last. not to last. Exactly. You know, well, that's the thing. So now, it, it, now going back to some numbers with TikTok here. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What's happening is a lot of these artists that are di- getting discovered on TikTok are starting to realize that they've got all the leverage. And so you are seeing labels now getting, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. They're actually starting to get into bidding wars. I mean, I haven't heard of a bidding war in a long time. I mean, that used to right. be the thing, right? Um, it's an ancient model. You know, they're now also giving advances and they're increasing royalty rates. All right. Now, these oh, are really? things that we they, they, these are things that we know labels hate and almost refuse oh, to do, do. Right? They hate doing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're even paying up to fifty percent with some of these stars now. Okay. Sure. Now we know that's that's also not a long term thing. That won't continue, Mm-mm. right? Because that renders these labels irrelevant and after a while. It's like irrelevant, useless. Because if you're already yeah. have if you're already successful, why would you then need a label? Yeah. I mean, you know, look at a guy like Nick Nocturnal. He don't exactly. need a label. Mm-hmm. That guy, every time he puts out a video of him shitting mm-hmm. out another new new metal song, he does four hundred thousand hits or whatever. Exactly. Why does he need a label? What are they gonna give him? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Which well, why he doesn't have one. Exactly. It's sort of like, you know, I mean, I'm not to get into a whole nother industry here, but just a quick little thing you know not to get too much into it but i see that happening with like a thing like only fans you know what i mean with the porn mm-hmm. industry thing that's another one if you if you're already if you're already you know becoming big on your own why are you going to need that for if you've got if you got access to all your fans just like musicians you got access yeah. and you've got that you don't need these other conglomerates getting a piece of it because they're going to con- take control of it and that's one thing obviously yeah. a lot of people are realizing not to do you know you've got lawyers out there that are going to you know tell you not to do that you've got these mm-hmm. agents yeah, nope. and, and I mean, and and it is startling. I I think with, especially like with OnlyFans or Fan Time or any of that stuff, I, it's really startling when you actually find out the kind of money that some of the people are making. I know it's unbelievable. Like unbelievable. I, I I don't know if you know who Mandy Rose is. She's a she was the um she's a WWE wrestler. She was she was the NXT, which is like their minor league system. She was mm-hmm. their champion, and they fired her. I heard about this recently, right? This yeah, they recently, right? because yeah. she had she had like I don't know some porn videos or some soft core porn. If anybody has them, please send them to me because I can't find them. But <laughs> you know, she has some sort of videos that leaked from mm. from her fan time page, mm. and from what I've seen, and I don't again, I don't know this to be true, but from what I've seen in several reports, is they gave her the option of giving over control of that to WWE or she was fired and she mm-hmm. kept it. There and you go. T- and, and I mean, wow. how big is it? Is it to be on TV every single week as the champion of anything on a WWE product? Absolutely. That's got to be worth Huge. some money. Huge. That has to be worth a lot of money to your career. Absolutely. And if you're willing to turn that away, 
so that you can, you know, show your tits on fucking fan time. There's got to be a lot of money to be made money. there. Oh yeah. I mean, we sort of, I mean, there was that whole thing here with that. There was like that only fans uh, chick that would murder a boyfriend thing. You know, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Florida. And she was making millions. I mean, mm -hmm. she had her own house. I mean, you see it all the time with these women having, you know, mansions, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. you know, making millions a year. It's, it's insane. Now, the other thing about TikTok, get back into that. Okay. The yeah. app down, the app downloads of TikTok now. Look at those numbers. It peaked in the second. I had a, you know, I, I can't bring it up on this thing. I have it over here, but maybe I'll have to attach it to something else, but it won't show up. It peaked in the second, third quarters of 2020. Right. So it hasn't been growing since. The, 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 that's huge. You have the app downloads. Mm -hmm. And this is this was according to Insider Intelligence, so another reputable, um, you know, uh, media outlet. It's, it's okay. not some little thing. Um, user engagement going down from 40 minutes daily to now 37. Where YouTube is forty five minutes, okay. So you see sure. right there where YouTube is is taking a chunk of that share, and of course, like we said with the shorts, I think that's where we're at now. Uh, as we talk about Instagram, you know, which borrowed that TikTok gimmick, those numbers we said is collapsing. You don't see it uh, like we used to. I used to see. It. I remember when I first came on Instagram, that was just you know all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's just like I said, the YouTube shorts. Now we see. So yeah. you just, you, I mean, like we talk about Facebook, nothing really going on there. So. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is with TikTok is you can see them trying to adapt to this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if, if this article says, again, I haven't seen the article, but, yeah. uh, you know, the one of the things that TikTok did very recently was they expanded how long your TikTok video can be now. Yes, well, there you they go. expanded mm -hmm. it to from, I think it was three minutes. It, it went from three minutes to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you can literally almost have a full, and at some point they're just going to make it. You can do full, full length videos. Well, it's going to be YouTube then. That's yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and, and you know we're not talking about this one yet, but mm -hmm. that's the the other player that's coming into this sphere is fucking Twitter, because well, Elon Musk has said point blank true. he wants to take out YouTube. So mm -hmm. how long is it going to be before he? And I know right now you can do long form broadcasting on Twitter. Because mm -hmm. we broadcast the CMS on Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, or not CMS, uh, Chris Hagan presents, and mm -hmm. that's two hours. And yeah, it, wow, you know, it's yeah. a live two-hour broadcast on Twitter. On Twitter. Wow, wow. Okay. And, yeah. and I mean, this is the company that gave us vines. I know. Yeah. So you know, they're they're all adapting, or they're all competing with each other for the space of of the interest. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think the short attention span thing is just not. A successful model, mm -mm. you know. I mean, yeah. I know they, they they obviously, you know. I like I said, I, I see my daughter pop it on YouTube with the shorts and it, and then just attention span. She'll put on a video yeah. for five seconds, forward it, and I get it all the time. You know, you're not gonna cat, you know, you're not gonna hook people in with with these little gimmicky, you know, uh, no. shorts. I mean, it's, it's just it's gonna be a trend. It's a cool little thing. It's a cool mm -hmm. little marketing tool. I think, you know, if you want to market your new record, sure, put a 15 second sample of a song on it, or 20. 30 yeah. second sample. I think it's great for that. You know, but but well, for a place to go and discover talents, I think we're, you know, as we're just seeing the numbers, you know, just what we're seeing with TikTok, which for two years, at least two or three years, was where everyone, all these pop songs and pop mm -hmm. artists were coming from. You know, I, it's just obviously, like you said, now they have to pay more money to the stars. The songs themselves are generating less income. Sure. And, you know, I mean, the market, TikTok is just absolutely saturated. So and it's peaked, yeah. obviously, just for the numbers. So it's not going to really launch the music careers like we've been seeing, like no. reality TV, just like reality TV did. I mean, 
we still mm-hmm. see these reality TV shows, right? Are yeah. any of them launching? I mean, sure, we see like obviously, you know, your friend Mariah there. She she was a contestant though. She wasn't a, you know, uh, she didn't win it, you no. know. And, and she had to go what? She had to. And same with her though. Let's let's let's. She what? What they saw her? Wow, great talent. Let's then let's hook her up and put her together with some other really good female artists and create a group. Well, now she's with TSO. The drummer yeah. left Plush. I mean, how long do you think Plush is going to be around for? Probably not that much longer. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, yes, probably man. another another album, I think. And I, I mean, yeah. I don't know that. And she's never said that to me. She tells me every time I talk to her, "Oh, Plush is a full time." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. okay." You got that? You're on the big tour. You're you're out there with TSO. You're going to be happy mm-hmm. going back to playing 30 That's minutes opening saying. for fucking no. Allison Chains. I don't think so. No, exactly. I mean, you remember years ago you had NXS that went and did that. They found their singer mm-hmm. on I forget which show it was. Yeah, I mean that was a supernova flop. show. Whatever. Yeah, that was hard supernova. That was it. Yes. Okay. You know what, James Durbin, I mean, I, once again, he was just, it's a, you know, it's a good way to, once again, promote what your talents. Yeah. But it's not a place you're going to go, and it's going to sprout from a little, you know, Dude, spot on these shows. If you look you know? at media historically, historically, short term, short anything never works. If Absolutely. you think about it, mm-hmm. if, if I ask you to name it, we'll come out of the music, and then I'll come back to music. If I ask you to name your top five shows of all time, none of them are sitcoms. Yep. None of them are sitcoms. And and there's never been a time that the media industry that makes billions of dollars to the media has ever said, we don't need a half hour anymore. We need five-minute content. Mm-hmm. They've never yeah, done that. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. never done that because it's proven out that you need at least 30 minutes of dedicated time in order to sell advertising. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's it's not profitable in the TV or movie industry. Now let's go to music. Singles have never been as popular as EPs. EPs have never been as popular as albums. Mm-hmm. And albums have never been as popular as live concerts throughout history. Mm-hmm. Which just proves the short-term shit does not make money. Bingo. It's mm-hmm. not a money-making thing. It's 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 obvious, but I think you get too many. What happens is you bring in that one guy. I, I think this has happened in the industry, and you were in the industry, so tell me if I'm wrong. They bring in the one guy that's a hot shot that found the one band that did have success, and then they model everything around his 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 uh, trip to find that one band. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. inevitably you end up with 30 bands that aren't making any money and you end up dropping everything and then changing your format. Well, and then you take, you take the one star in that band, take him out of that band as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, we can do so many examples. Somebody else because you already have money invested in them. Exactly. It's all about him now. And, and mm-hmm. obviously that's why we see the music industry. What they've been doing for years now is going towards what the solo artist. There's no bands mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, even if you look at hip hop and everything, Remember back in the nineties, it was all rap groups, well, you know. And what did they do? They just they just took the big, whether it was the Wu Tang Clan or any band, yeah. you know. I mean, obviously NWA. They just po- poached the one or two, ta- you know, guys who had talent in those groups, yeah, and said, "Get rid of those guys. You got your own thing, here. Mm-hmm. you know." And then and, you know, yeah, and and the model, even in our in our style of music, not necessarily mm-hmm. the stoner stuff, but let's look at Frontiers Records for a minute, just yeah, as okay. an example. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They poached this guy from that band and that guy together. from this band and put uh, them together and there's a new band. It's a new band, exactly. Here yep. it is. And we'll put it yep. out. And and I don't think yep. any of that is done with the 
with the thought that these bands are going to last for 25 years. Yeah. I think they're like, okay, well, we'll get Dokken guy and we'll get Night Ranger guy and we'll get Journey guy. Here, throw them out there. We'll put out a record or two. It'll sell to those fan bases before they tire of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Well, yeah. And, and well, it's, that's exactly what they do. You know what I mean? And, and like you said, but well, the thing is, like, why, especially these days, right, where you've got musicians that don't we've we've talked about this a lot they don't know how to play music with each other right Mm -hmm. that's why they've got to almost put them together on their own these you know these bands they just poach them and say oh i know this guitarist or i know this like we said i'm just i mean we just use plush as an example but there's a million examples of that and then like you said but they don't stay together you know it's a Mm short-term thing i mean listen i mean obviously historically you know it's hard to keep a band together we all know that it right? is sure battling mm-hmm. egos musical differences and, and you know uh, musical directions and all that stuff yeah. is what breaks up bands that are successful but now it's like i think they've just said you know what let's not let's stop even trying to do that we'll just find this band we'll put out one record we'll we'll tell the singer or the guitarist whoever's the big hot shot in it of how good mm-hmm. they are and how much of a star they can be on their own without these guys yeah. And then they dumped the band, and then you know, I mean, you saw it with like Rob Zombie with White Zombie, you know. I mean, we can't be a million examples. Yeah, obviously. there's a ton of examples. A ton of examples. But now it's almost deliberately done that way. You know, uh-huh. it's like don't even join a band. Just, just go on. Like you said, do your own thing on t- do be Nick Nocturnal. Go on yeah. on YouTube, do your own things, and then we can we'll pick you up and we'll make you a star. You know, once yeah. you go ahead and you know uh, create your own successful little channel there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's getting to the point now to where if they just find raw talent. You don't even have to songwrite anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at our friend Alessandro. We love him. We love yeah, Alessandro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, tremendous, tremendous talent. But he's on. Yeah. There's a reason that he's on on um, on staff at Frontiers Records mm-hmm. because they can throw any band together. They can throw any three, four guys together, call it a band, and they got this guy that's written a thousand songs. It's a formula. It's formulaic. Yeah. Exactly. He's mm-hmm. he is. I mean. Dude, me and you have joked about this, uh, you know, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes a, mm. a number of times that Alessandro Dovecchio is in every fucking band known to man. <laughs> Pretty much. Because man, every press release we get is is produced you know, or produced by, or keyboard or guitar or, or whatever by yeah, Alessandro. Yeah, exactly. He's he's, he's yeah. literally appeared on on and this is no bullshit number. 50 albums last year that came oh, out of Frontiers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Has to be 50. Yeah. Five zero. I mean, that's crazy, mm-hmm. but it's the new model. Mm-hmm. It's the we're only using Alessandro. We're not using it to shit on him. We're using him as an example because he's example. the name we know. But mm-hmm. I, I think every one of these labels has that guy or two or three guys that they that they buy songs from, mm-hmm. or they have the producer who's like you know, or like mm-hmm. he is, or just an in-house producer guy, who, yeah. you know, for a label. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just you know. Absolutely. Well, then, now let's 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 take this over to now. Why does this matter for you know rock and metal? Okay. Know, obviously, this is mostly we've been talking about more pop stuff here. Sure, sure. Well, in my opinion, I mean, it's used because once again, you know, the major labels, like they've always proven too, they have no backup plan for new music. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. like I said, they're going to keep writing these short things. They've been doing this for so long now. I mean, like I said, now it's YouTube. Who knows what's next, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which, which to me now that to me allows independent and underground artists to to take a little slice of the market when there is no backup plan and when when things start going south when numbers start plummeting if they have mm-hmm. no plan what do they do next well they tend to usually look 
to where? They look to the underground. They look to the independents sure. to, to give them some ideas what to do because they don't know what to do. We've seen it with scenes. You know, we always talk about now with, with scenes, right? We've, mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about, you know, scenes. And now we just see virtual scenes online now. Sure. Well, in well, in, in just rock music, you know, and that's mostly with metal, with more extreme types of music, right? Uh, with regular rock, you know, and stuff, I mean, like I said, they don't know where to go if there's no TikTok and if there's no shorts and YouTube sure. and so forth, right? So the, to me, the labels have no choice but to embrace new artists while you know, where they have to deal out, obviously, a lot of the, the profits more. So like you said, we're, we're uh -huh. going back now to TikTok here. Um, the fact that TikTok, you know, artists have the leverage now, they know that, right? So they're sort of on the ropes now of what to do, right? Sure. Um, like I said, they're not going to capitulate. Obviously, we don't. They'll never capitulate easily. No. What to see? But I guarantee you, now you're going to start seeing more of the NFT shit and all that garbage because, mm -hmm. and that'll fail eventually too. Because I mean, that NFT thing, I don't know what. It was, I don't get it. No one still even knows the guy. I don't even know anyone's bought an NFT fucking team. Yeah, you know what I mean, I it's either. like, you know. But it's it, the thing is the bottom line is I think the next thing they're going to do, and this is why to me, finally, not so much doom and gloom. Because the next thing they're going to do, it's going to fail because it's being done out of what? Desperation. Mm -hmm. You know, when things are done out of desperation, it's never successful. Well, and and I mean, the other move that, that they make, which they've done in the past and has always failed, and they just did it again. Mm -hmm. They see a successful underground thing, and instead of trying to nurture the ideas, they just buy it and ruin it with their own ideas. Exactly. Yep. Like they just did with Bandcamp. I mean, I don't think mm -hmm. they've ruined Bandcamp yet, but didn't some major label yes. bought it the, the the tech company that owns fortnite the video game yeah we, yeah. we did that we did that last yeah. year we did an episode on that exactly mm -hmm. and and I'm, I'm gonna be honest and i don't i don't really use Bandcamp a whole lot i do have it mm -hmm. on my phone and i do check out songs from time to time because our guy haunt the guy that does haunt is always yes. on, he's a big band guy yeah and i like haunt so i i like to support him on Bandcamp. but other than that i mean since we did that story about them being bought I have seen a huge downturn in the number of people promoting their Bandcamp pages, mm -hmm. which says to me that it's either not producing the same amount of money as it used to, or it's not as band friendly as it used to, or they're not doing, you know, free Fridays or any of the stuff that they used to do to really give bands incentive to promote Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're seeing the same thing or not, but I'm seeing that too. And again, it's industry put money into it and bought it out. And where did it go? Mm -hmm. Why didn't they just develop the the formula that was working? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I I don't think I know one of the things I remember we talked about it with yeah with, with Kluber and Tanner, mm -hmm. and I believe uh, there used to be this thing that was called I think like Bandcamp Fridays. You know, yeah, the free was, Friday thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think that's there anymore. I don't. I haven't. Let's put it this way. I don't. If it is, I haven't seen anyone really promoting it. Mm -hmm. Now I do. I do do go on Bandcamp quite often because I do. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm part of this this Doom Charts. You know, it's like these under you know sure. basically underground music journalists. And when we get all these press releases, you know, obviously most of these bands are are, are on Bandcamp. I mean, it's mm -hmm. still really the the last place to go. And right. then once again, and you're right. I, I we'll go back to yeah. I mean, they, they almost know that. You know, I think they know it was a great it was a great purchase by the Fortnite company. I forget the name of the company, mm -hmm. um, but a great purchase because yes, there's there's nowhere else to go for independent music. You know, unless you've got your own website. Mm -hmm. And you're going to do it through a you know a PayPal or something. But once again, what does that mean? Well, it means the the, the consumer's got to pay more though. Yeah. Because or, or I should say the bands make less because you got to pay those fees. Right. You know, Bandcamp's always been you know it, 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 I don't know you know it's a good question. I actually I'll have to probably dig into that 
with some of these other band, these underground bands to see what's changed over the last year. Maybe we should do a follow-up on that. That'd be yeah. a good idea to but do. But you do notice um, it, right? That it has gone down significantly. I, I do notice it. I do notice it has, you know, I mean, at least from, from my just, you know, view of it, it has. And yeah. we predicted that we predicted that from day one, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, of course they came in with, with the whole, we're going to take it to a different level. I know a lot of artists yeah. were, were hopeful, you know, I know mm -hmm. Tanner and, and, and Kluber were very hopeful for it. Um, and I, I don't think though, I haven't seen anything where it's, it's gotten bigger or better at all. It no, hasn't, had know? heard nothing about that. And like I said, I just hear exactly. less people talking about Bandcamp, which tells me it's not doing it. It's not doing what it used to do. Exactly. Now. And I think, and I think now because of what we're talking about today, I really do think that there is now a lot of hope and it's time for underground rock and metal, I think to start prospering. And you know, there's other reasons other than what we're seeing with, you know, obviously just these labels and just the music industry in terms of TikTok and all the social media sites, you know, we all know what's been going on. You know, obviously we've got, we talk about metal. What are the big stories we've got going on metal right now? There's two that people can't stop talking about. It's obviously new Metallica and the Pantera reunion. Okay? Right. Sure. Uh -huh. Right. Those are two biggest stories. Okay. Now let's look at that. I mean, I, I to me, the, the prices for those tickets is enough reason I think for people, and I've and it's the first time I've started seeing people go. You know what, man? I'm fucking done. You know, I'm throwing yeah. up my hands because they're tired of paying those prices. I mean, the ticket prices are just exorbitant. It's insane. There's plenty of there is music entertainment elsewhere, and I think people are starting to or going to start looking into it more than they have prior. I I, I really I really believe that because I'll just give an example. You know, there was this. Um, you know, I just did this interview with the band, the Red Mountain. You know, and there was this. Uh, this festival that happened in October uh, that was put together by uh, Zach, uh, Zach Moonshine from Metal Devastation yeah, PR. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, him and his wife were on a company. They put on this big festival in Tennessee. Now, this was a, a place where, you know, it's the Bible Belt, right? So it's a place where, and, and they talk about a little bit in the interview that I did with the Red Mountain guys. Uh, that's a place where, they were, you know, they couldn't play a, a, a festival like that some years ago. Right. I mean, if they did, if something was put on like that because of, you know, all the, all the negative press from, you know, the area around it, because it's a Bible Belt, it's a very conservative area. Um, but they, you know, these guys were saying, even when they used to do or try to do festivals like that, you'd go there and there'd be like 40, 50 people there, you know, be people's sure. friends and just a typical thing. He said that there was like a couple of thousand people at this festival. It was the wow. biggest thing that they've seen there in his whole life, you know, for it's underground great. metal. Yeah, it's great. Um so obviously you, these younger kids, you know, and I, I saw Metallica, you know, they're, they're, they, they obviously have the show at Pantera, um, which is going to bring all the old school metalheads. And yeah, of course they, they can afford it, right? They're all mm -hmm. older. They've got their jobs. They've got money saved. They can afford it. These younger kids cannot go and afford a show like no, that. They cannot. No. Nope. And so, and I think these kids are starting to go, well, wh wh what are we going to do? Like, we can't go to this, but we want to see live music. Well, they've got festivals like that, like the Tennessee Metal Devastation Festival. Mm -hmm. They've got now, I mean, we've seen now, you know, these festivals actually burgeoning and growing here in the United States, which was never, we never saw until the last year or so. Yeah. And it's not just the Aftershock Festival and stuff like that in Sacramento where it's all the big bands, it's the Danny Wimmer stuff. Nah, -uh. These are, we've got, like I said, I, I know with the underground heavy rock and the stoner rock scene, you had the Desert Fest coming to New York. You had the Ripple Fest in Texas. You've got Psycho in Las Vegas, which is, you know, it's getting a little bit more corporate sure. there now, too. You know, 
But the bottom line is festivals are, are you know, we had Mountain on the, on the, on the, um, Monolith Mount, on the Mesa. On the, yeah. yeah. Monolith on the Mesa, which was in New Mexico, you know, and they're, they're holding them in these, you know, when I interviewed the Odalith, that band, the Odalith, mm-hmm. there was this festival that was in, in the, um, in the Grand Teton Mountains in Wyoming. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Something, another mountain festival thing. But these are happening everywhere now. And I, I do think festivals are, are the new way to go. You yeah. know, I used to I used to be anti-festival just because as you get older, you know, to sit there for 12 hours is tough, man. Drinking yeah. and stuff. You can't do it. It's, it's, a, it's to, the way you know? to go to make money. I'll agree with that. Yes, yes. It ain't yeah. the old, it ain't the way to go for me either. I, I'm not going to any more festivals. No mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm but, just not. It's, it's I'm, I'm too old for that shit. Well, it, it's it, it is. Uh, but I, I, like I said, I think just but I, I, I have actually now in my mind to say, you know what, though, I might actually try to go to one of them one of these days. I, I might do it because I see that it's it's supported and ran by under you know people who aren't in the music industry and that to me it's from these these either publicists or from these bands like the the ripple fest was put together by uh the singer from high desert queen the stoner band that's Mm -hmm. down there in texas ryan garney you know him and a couple other guys put that together so it's being done you know naturally organically whatever word you want to use it's being done the old school way right where it's done for the people in the in the scene themselves and they're building scenes again you know, we've been talking about that. Scenes are starting to, you know, get built sure. now. Mm-hmm. Again, physical scenes and not just virtual scenes. So it's that grassroots level that things are starting to kind of come up again. And I, I, I do think there's hope now. I really do. I'm starting to see a little yeah. bit of hope, in, you know, in underground music. now. And, and once again, it's just more about musicians taking hold of their scenes and not giving in to these big labels and these industry people. And so, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm hopeful. That's all I'm going to say. With yeah, that. I, I just you know? hope that I hope that there's enough interest still in the game mm-hmm. and not at our level i mean we're we're going to listen to music new music till we die i'm talking about the youth the youth that have the youth, kind exactly. of their their entire adult lives have been priced out of this stuff because really mm-hmm. this these these expensive super heavy things have been you know these super expensive things rather have been probably the last 10 years yeah so anybody in between 15 and 25 years old, that's all they know, mm-hmm. you know, that, and hopefully there's still enough, you know, there's enough interest because a lot of these people are, look at the popularity of even live streams. People are certainly, kids mm-hmm. are are more than willing to just watch it on fucking YouTube on their phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I hope that there's still. And I think it's going it, to, what it's really a take is guys like us dragging some young kid to a show and mm-hmm. letting them get that feel of the, the mm-hmm. amps and the fucking baseline sh- shaking your ribs and, mm-hmm. you know, where you get that excitement again. But dude, the big fear I have, and it's, you know, is just that people have been away from it for a long time. Yeah. No, I know. And well, I mean, and just going back to the festivals, though, I think that's why they're important. Because these bands can't tour. There's the venues are closing. You know, we can get to a whole this, you know, deeper discussion in terms of economics, but that's what's sure. driving this too, right? You've got all this inflation. People can barely, you know, afford to fill up their car. How are you gonna afford to pay a fucking five hundred dollar Metallica yeah. ticket? You know, I mean, it's, you just can't do it. So festivals, I think, are important because it can give, I think, these younger kids. You you drag out your friends. You get in the car. You mm-hmm. go take a couple hour ride. You, you, know, you could sleep in your car. You could do that kind of shit when you're yeah. young, and you're gonna do it. And it's it's an event. It's it's an actual whole event. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a memory you're gonna have 
of a whole day thing, not just, oh, I saw this band for a couple hours and yeah. they were really good. You know, I mean, it's an experience. And no, I, think no, that, I agree. I, yeah, I, I think that's agree. what that's what needs to, like you just said, they need to be sold on the experience. You, mm -hmm. know, you said you need to be taken out to that show where yeah. everything's shaking and everything. That's what needs to happen is the experience is what's going to keep you hooked into this music. Yes, I think the days of tour, like we, you know, talk about with all these bands these days, these younger bands and newer bands. Yeah, they're not going to get in vans, and you can't tour because no one's going to come see your show anymore. Yeah. So you have you have to balance that sort of online virtual scene mm -hmm. thing, and then of course these festivals though is yeah. where I think it's going to start taking off. Sure. It's the only place I think it's going to grow. Yeah, and I, and I do think though that this the, these ridiculous ticket prices are going to help the festivals. They are in the long oh, yeah. run because oh, yeah. you know where you have to spend literally vacation money to go see a Metallica. I mean, honestly, if, 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 if you and your daughter, if you're, if your daughter was totally into Metallica mm. and you wanted to give her the real experience, the real, we're going to go to the snake pit. We're going to, you know, for mm. $4,000 or whatever, yeah. you know, that, for the two of you, that's, that's crazy talk there to, to go do that. Or if your daughter was into Taylor Swift, I mean, there was that big controversy with her tickets that mm -hmm. people couldn't get the tickets and that they were, 10 to 20,000 or Springsteen $10,000 for tickets in some places. It's like, you know, people are, people are just done with that. People want to go back to being entertained for cheap, you yeah, know, and, and exactly. hopefully, hopefully you get, you know, these metal fests. That's the one thing that I, you know, I'll say a lot positive about metal. I'm, I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on these fests. I'm not, mm -hmm. but the, the big positive that I have from those, if you're into that scene, like you're into the stoner scene, mm -hmm. if you're into the stoner scene and one of those festivals pops up, any one of those festivals, the tickets at the most about 40 bucks. Yeah. Tops, which is like way, 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 way affordable for an old day event. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's pretty, pretty damn affordable. Mm -hmm. That's even affordable. If you only want to see half the show. Exactly. Yep. You know, if you only want to see half, half the show, you'd still go for 40 bucks. You wouldn't go for 5,000 bucks. Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. 5,000 bucks, you're planning to stay for as, as many minutes as you could possibly be there and hoping to get your value out of it. Exactly. And, and then when you get into that $5,000 show, are you just going to sit there? No, you, you get, you, you're going to want to feed and drink. Yeah. You're going to, you know, you're going to see merch. You want to buy, you have to park your car. Yeah. That's like another 400 bucks right yeah. there. I mean, oh, it's yeah, exactly. insane. And this yep. is a side note, but I'm just going to say this to Metallica specifically, but everybody else as well. Motley Crue, you know, the stadium tour, all of these fucks. Stop advertising that that quicker access to the merch booth is a perk. That's ins that's fucking fuck you. That's unbelievable, man. And, yeah. and they all do it in their in their press. They're like, you get exclusive first run to the per to the to merch spend more line. money. Yeah, you get, yeah, yeah. A quicker access to spend more money. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Fuck off. Fucking unbelievable, man. <laughs> you know? Unbelievable. And Metallica had that in every one of their packages on the 72 seasons that you mm. you get if you buy the package, you get exclusive first attempt for, you know, before the before the general public, you can buy the merch first. Unbelievable. Get out of here. Not fucking real. Yeah, it's just it's 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 got to stop, man. I mean, there's yeah. got to be, and it's not going to stop, obviously, until people just start, vote, you know, voting about stop it with their, with their wallets. Stop buying. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, mm -hmm. but but just just wanted to say, you know what? No doom and gloom right now. I think no. we, we we might have turned the corner. Hopefully, 
um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. You know, I know that's been a big change. It's yeah. stuff I've been saying on here and you, you know, for the most part, you too. I mean, we both yeah, are yeah. kind of in the same boat on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I, it's, I do think just like everything has to, you know, eventually get destroyed and, and just rebuilt again. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see it all the time and I think that's, we're going to start seeing, I really think between the, this, you know, watching these TikTok numbers going down, watching you know and, and now obviously you know that not being sort of the place where you get discovered watching you know these exorbitant amounts of money that you have to go just to see a couple hour show yeah. of a band you like um that you said spending vacation money and money you have put away to buy whatever it is and you tap it into it just to go see metallica for again and and let's be honest as we've said not the same metallica i mean not even close yeah. to what they were once were um right. People are, are, are have to, you know, are going to get tired of it. Now, I'm not saying the diners, you know, the older people, they are still stuck in their ways. Some people just, just be stuck in their ways forever. It's okay. Of Let them. It's more like you said, for the youth, because we've got to replenish this music. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We've got to have bands that are going to get, you know, up and coming bands that got to replenish when these guys, you know, the Metallicas are gone. And, and, yeah. and the, the reunions of Pan, when the Pantera reunion or whatever you want to call it. It's not a reunion, whatever. whatever when that's done. Is. Yeah. What's next then? I mean, if they don't get yeah. together and actually put together new music, the four of them, which they can't call themselves Pantera anyway, no one's going to fucking buy into Nobody's going to be good with that. Nobody's going to be good with that. So what are you going to do? You know, what's left after that? Another fucking Motley Crue fucking yeah, well, garbage and, and, and to be honest, who cares? I, I mean, look, Pantera's my favorite band of all time. If they repackage oh, the band as Cowboys too. from Hell and make, and make an album, will I listen to it? Yes. Will yeah. I enjoy it? Of course. But that being said, that doesn't help the industry at all. No, that it just helps not, them. That helps exactly. them. And the industry won't do that because they say, no, we want you to put that Pantera name eh, on there. Know. Or we ain't do I don't think I don't they're going to. You don't think? I, they're I, not gonna, uh, I, think th- I think they'll go the heaven and hell route. You think? I think they can. I think they could. If if they're going to do music, which I the fact that they're already talking about it, I think it's already mm. probably being recorded. But um, possibility, yeah. you know, I I. I strongly think they won't call it Pantera. They know that that will just be heresy to, yeah. to, sure, <laughs> to, to use the Pantera term, yeah. you know, they, but if they, if they go the, the heaven and hell route and call it becoming or walk mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, so that everybody knows, I mean, the obvious would be call it Cowboys from hell sure. and, and the, everybody will know what it is without being disrespectful and they can play that game. They could say, you know what? We don't want to disrespect the brothers, but we wanted to make new music together that encapsulates the Pantera, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You know, we've heard the speech. Yeah. They, they could do that. But again, to me, that only helps Pantera and that's, and that's fine. They should be able to make as much money as they want to make as well. Sure. My point is somebody got to step up and take care of somebody new. Exactly. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's, dirty honey or uh the red mountain or whoever the hell it is somebody with some money has to say we got to take care of new bands newer bands and even dirty honey is starting to get up in age a little bit yeah yeah you know for them not to have made it it's like okay it's probably time that they're not going to they're probably not going to they they opened for black crows that's probably as big as they're going to get black crows slash i mean they had tours Mm -hmm. they had big tours they didn't get it done you know and that's and that's unfortunate, but because they are a great band, but they are, yeah. You know, and again, 
we're we're pointing to the old model ourselves by saying it. Who did they uh, tour with? Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, well, because oh, it's because that old model. Well, that yeah. old model's still there. That's why yeah. <laughs> you know it. It's still alive. I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. it's a broken one, but it's still alive. They're using yeah. it, you know, because they don't know what else to do, and they yeah. don't want to know what else to do. They they're lazy. They're comfortable. Yeah. As long as they're seeing profits, they want. That's all they give a shit about. They don't yeah. care about the future of music at all. No, it's going to no. come from you know, as we say, just like anything comes from. It comes from from people. It comes from that you know the bottom, mm -hmm. and and it's just it's, it's when people put their foot down and say, you know what. Fuck that! I'm not spending five thousand, or not spending even a thousand dollars on going to see Metallica. Dude, you know, I mean, anybody that's spending more than come on, two hundred bucks, two hundred bucks is is insane. Exactly. It's and, and to be honest, that number's insane. To that's me. insane enough. It is exactly, dude. I I spent yeah. one twenty five for my Metallica Pantera ticket. I said that's that's of course that's to fine. me that's insane. It's well, I mean, you're, I mean, you're getting you're getting some good bands for 125. Okay, in today's value, it's a good show. But let's yeah. be honest. I saw Metallica in their prime for 15 bucks three nights in a row in in you know San Francisco or in L.A., San Francisco, and fucking Sacramento. Well, you know, fifteen dollars yeah. a hit at well, their prime. Well, that's the thing, right? With these stadium shows, that's the other thing. I mean, I, I saw the Metallica Guns N' Roses Fate the More show. Yeah, yeah I saw I, that back too. In the, it was like 50 bucks, maybe. I, well, I think my, I think it was 100 bucks, almost 100 okay. bucks back then. Then it was, you know, about 30 years ago. Yeah. But, um, but once again, you, you're not getting the same experience. Like, I mean, oh. when I saw, that was the first time I'd seen Fate the More. I was excited. I'm like, I'm all the way up here. They're down there. The sound, uh, I, this isn't what I was hoping for. Yeah. It's not the experience. You know, the right. they, waiting experience to fucking live music is in that club when that band is starting to burgeon. You know, I remember mm -hmm. seeing like Corn when they were starting to take off and they sold out this, you know, little club in, in yeah. Long Island, New York, them in VOD. And it was, but it was fucking packed to the nines. Sure. And you just, you just knew they were going to be huge because that thing was just sold out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that thing was packed. And you yeah. just knew they were going to be huge, but it's great that I got to see them twice in a club in New York before they ever even, you know, became anything. You know, they were yeah. just getting getting going. That's and, when you really fall in love with music, not when you yeah. see these bands in a fucking stadium. And the honest, you know? and let's be honest, you've seen Corn since, and you probably don't even think of those shows. Uh, well, let's see. I've seen Corn, I think, once over the last 10 years. I saw them with Chevelle some years ago. Uh, you know, it was difficult. I was kind of even there to see Chevelle. I wasn't really even there to see Corn because I had yeah. already seen them, and I just, once again, I knew it wasn't going to be the same experience. Right. Well, uh, I mean, but that's my point is you, you yeah. saw him, you saw him at the, at the start. Yeah. So anything after is, eh, yeah, just, it's just not the same. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm the same way, man. It's, yeah. So stop paying, you know, just stop paying these yeah. fucking prices and go stop see paying the prices shows. and stop using TikTok to find your fucking bands. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I'll tell you any metal fans using TikTok to find anything, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know, Unless you're I don't looking know what to say for, with that. <laughs> look, if it's fine, if you want your 15 seconds of funny, go ahead. That's fine. Promote that's something. fine. But if you're mm -hmm. looking for music, if you're looking, oh, I got to find a new band. TikTok, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or just any shorts in general. It's not the way to go. And I'm glad no. to see that that shit's hopefully getting saturated, dying out. And mm -hmm. I think, like I said, hopefully this means good things for underground rock and metal to come in the future. So with that, man, um, I think we're done here. We're a little over yeah. an hour. So that, that works out well. So, uh, yeah, anything else we want to address here you want to talk about before we uh, wrap this up? No, sir. Just make sure you visit CMSPN.com and visit all the shows, not just mine or not just Matt's, but 
all of them because there's a lot of good content and you're bound to find something you like at this point we have yes. so many shows you're bound to find something you like there so mm -hmm. and there's going to be more to come as i know That's you're right. going to just keep adding to the the beautiness of the cms uh, network and That's right. uh, yeah fantastic so all right once again tremors thanks everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time with hopefully no more doom and gloom <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> see ya Thank you.